Today in the Attorney Career Advice Podcast with Harrison Barnes. And very few attorneys have the stamina and the willpower to keep going and not give up. Eventually, without a lack of commitment, the upper mobility in their career ends because they don't have the level of commitment they need. And your commitment, by the way, needs to be constant and never ending. I meet attorneys, credible. I meet people in their late 70s that say, I worked for Skadden one summer. Wow, really? One summer? I worked for Davis Polk for six months when I graduated from law school. You did. Wow. Why not? Again, people talk about what could have been. And always there's something I didn't like it or was too pressure or is it I didn't, wasn't passing the bar and I gave up in the bar. I met people to give them up in the bar. Someone goes to Harvard Law School at the top of their class, takes the bar twice and fails and give up. I'm done with being a lawyer. You give up. And when you give up on things, your days are filled with regret and thoughts about what could have been. And you feel you may have should have done something differently than you did or did not do. And you stop trying and you sell out for something that comes more easily, that is less than you're capable of being or doing. Think about that. What are you capable of doing? Who are you capable of being? If you give up, and again, a lot of people do, if you give up, you'll never know because giving up is easy. When you give up, you're choosing the path that's much, much harder. And If you choose that path, much, much easier. Anybody can choose an easier path. It's easier to go get a job in a factory than it is to go to college. It's easier to stay home and go to a community college than to go away to, I don't know, to Cornell. There's lots of things that you can do that are easy. But if you take the easy way out, it's not always going to help you. And most of the world and most of the legal profession is full of people who gave up. You can find drive through a city, and if you look around, you'll see people who live, find people who live who gave up, and people where the people live who do not give up. In every town, again, I'm not saying wealth everything, but in every town, there's houses that are small and stuff, and there's houses that are big and huge and giant gates and gardens. And the houses with the giant gates and gardens are always the people that didn't give up. You can't talk to these people and they don't say, oh, I did this, and now I've been dabbling in this. No, those are people that have a firm commitment to something. It could be anything. It could be having a body shop repairing cars, but they have a chain of them. Or it could be cleaning houses, but having a huge company that does lots of buildings and stuff. It could be anything. It doesn't matter. But the homes of the people that didn't give up are generally much nicer and larger. And everything you do, you're faced with a lot of resistance the higher you attempt to climb. Anybody that's trying to achieve anything is going to get shot down and attacked. Think about what happens to politicians, any politician. It doesn't have to be someone trying to be president. It could be someone trying to be a governor. Everyone's trying to shoot them down. They're criticizing them. They're going in the past. They're talking about how bad they are. They're making them think that there's something wrong with them. And if you want to be the best at anything, you're going to come across people all the time. They're going to attempt to push you down and get you out of the way because you're a threat to them or they want to do better than you. I'm not even going to talk about it, but I've been in a lot of situations where certainly people have come at me because I was a threat. It could be going to a new high school and some girl liking me, and then that's a threat to... There's all sorts of things that people can will come at you for. It could be anything. It could be socially. It could be in your work. But the better you are, the more you're going to be threatening. I'm certainly threatening to people in my industry, and that's not good. I have to overcome obstacles. A lot of times people will do psychological games with you and obstacles are often put in your way. And But the point is, if you push through those obstacles, there's often going to be massive rewards on the other side if you don't give up. And the rewards at the top are significant. But 
Literally, the rewards are only available to those who don't give up. And most people end up giving up. That's just how it is. It's always been that way, probably always will be that way. And if you give up, you're going to be, you're going to be in a much different situation than if you don't. And many of these obstacles are often just imagined and aren't really obstacles at all. Sometimes people create obstacles to give themselves an excuse for not caring on and getting better. So they'll come up with some issue or some imagined issue that they give up because of. There's just all sorts of reasons that people do that. But the odds are that you'll give up too. Over 95% of attorneys out there, you can look at their resume and their path, 95% of them end up giving up. And when an attorney gets laid off, because maybe because they haven't shown enough commitment, or maybe it's just not their fault. Sometimes junior associates without any experience will go to work someplace and immediately get laid off. You just never know, but it's not their fault. For the most part, when a firm decides to lay people off, and I don't not saying this in a positive thing at all, because I don't like having to say it. But most of these firms do not lay off everyone. Most firms won't. And again, some people manage to work so hard and track down so much work that they never get laid off. And so you need to think about that. The people that are most committed, typically, are most likely to not get laid off. And if you are laid off, your odds of getting into a position with a big firm become much slimmer. And people ask why you got laid off. And if I ask one attorney why they got laid off, and this is an interesting one, I asked the guy why I got laid off, and he said he didn't make his hours, and he talked about, I'll never forget this, the assignment system at the firm, he'd basically have to beg for work. He said, I was not there to beg, to I was there to work, not beg. Then he would say, I did not make me hours. And on that, that particular attorney had been unemployed for a year just because he didn't know how to get work. And I've been reviewing hundreds of resumes of attorneys per day for years for my entire career. And what I can tell you is that very few of these resumes show commitment. And anyone that shows a lack of commitment is typically stamped out and unwelcome in the legal profession. A lot of times people start off strong and then they fall off the map. And very few attorneys have the stamina and the willpower to keep going and not give up. And this pattern never changes. An attorney can go to great schools. They can work very hard in them. They can get a great job when they get out of school. But eventually, without a lack of commitment, the upper mobility in their career ends because they don't have the level of commitment they need. And your commitment, by the way, needs to be constant and never ending. Never stop being committed, even for a moment. And every attorney, by the way, knows the importance of commitment. Again and again, I've noticed that if someone attended a very good preparatory high school, for example, they often are very proud of this and they'll put it front and center on their resume. You don't see people doing this, for example, with public high schools. They don't do that, but they do with a good private high school. If someone's in the armed services, they typically put this on your resume. And you don't see people advertising the fact that they worked in McDonald's for two years before or after college, but they always put the armed services there if they did that because they're proud of it. And a lot of times, Mormon men that are missionaries will put this on their resume. You don't see most people, you don't see them advertising the religion on their resumes, but people that are missionaries often like to write that. They'll say, oh, I was a missionary in Brazil or in China or, or whatever, and they'll talk about that and that they learned some of the language. So people always do that. If someone played a college sport, they'll almost always put that on their resume as well. And people never put the fact on their resume that they did intramural sports in college on their resume, but sometimes they do. But if someone's run a marathon, they often put that on their resume. And people often won't never put the fact that they run a 5K on their resume. And the reason people put the stuff on their resumes is because it shows a high level of commitment and follow through. Being in the army, sure, massive commitment. Going as a missionary to a foreign country and learning the language there, 
Yep, lots of commitment. Going to a super demanding private high school, sure, commitment. Even playing a varsity sport in college, lots of commitment. What's the other one we we had? Running a marathon, tons and tons of commitment. So all of these things show commitment and people are proud of commitment. And law firms, by the way, like seeing commitment. And people are very proud when they've committed to something and accomplished it. And it's not easy, for example, to move into an army barracks and live there for a few years, ride a bicycle around a foreign country trying to convert people to a religion, move away from your parents when you're 13 and go stay in a dormitory in a boarding school and work hard or run a marathon or play a college sport. None of this stuff is easy. And all of this stuff requires a ton of commitment. And all of these things are events in people's lives they're proud of, and they show a lot of commitment. People did something they were proud of, they pushed through, and they completed it. And people become defined by what they commit to and what they complete. That's just how it works. And many of these people may go their entire lives without completing something and succeeding at it ever again. And the feeling they got from completing something when they were younger that not what everyone is able to do is something that defines them for the rest of their lives. Do you know the secrets to getting your dream legal job? We do. And one of the best things you can do is apply to jobs that fly under the radar. Applying to openings with very little competition means you stand a much higher chance of getting hired. But how do you find openings like that? For starters, you're not going to find them on major job boards because these jobs are usually only advertised on companies' websites and in small regional publications. That is why we created Law Crossing, the most comprehensive database of legal jobs in the world. We have a team of people constantly working to find every single legal job out there. Unlike other job boards, which only list jobs that companies pay to post, we include every legal job we can find in order to maximize your chances of finding a job. So, what are you waiting for? Head over to www.lawcrossing.com to find your dream legal job today. So I had an interesting thing happen. I was a couple weeks ago, I was in Ohio and meeting some, just some people that I'm very close with and I'm not related to them, but I consider them family of sorts. And I do, and they are family, I guess. And there was a guy at the wedding that I'd known since he was young. He graduated from college and he, or not college, I'm sorry, from high school. He bounced around a lot, not really doing much. I think he, uh, he might've gotten into trouble with the law for something stupid. And and then just became lazy, didn't work, then got a kind of a low-wage job sweeping up in a factory or something. Maybe did that and then did a couple other things. Then he went to the Army. And when he went to the Army, they had all these things where you had to get up at five o'clock in the morning. This is for the three or four years. He was in there and run. And then different days of the week were different types of exercises like lifting and legs one day and upper body the other. Anyway, all these different things and then working all these hours and things. And What's so fascinating is I hadn't seen him in several years, and he was a completely different person and very proud of the Army, and I'm very proud of all this stuff. And he'd never gotten that level of self-confidence or never been in a situation where he'd been able to be committed. And he now had a very good job and with the skill that he learned there and was defined by it. The benefit of things like that, of all these things that are commitment, is it helps you prove to yourself that you're capable of committing to doing something and being something. And a lot of people aren't. And these sort of experiences push everyone to accomplish something. And when you're pushing yourself, you can accomplish something. And being the best you can be at something will require you often to work the hardest and commit to it. There's really no other way. But being with a group of people doing the same thing will often require you to commit. The most difficult thing is committing on your own and having faith in yourself to continue and do something 
no matter what resistance you face. And you will always face resistance. And your ability to focus and not give up is what is required. And to do that, you need stamina, perseverance. And I remember when I was in public high school that a kid in our class left to go to a more prestigious private high school in the area. And the following year, he came back and he sat in our class for a day. And I was very impressed because I was just going to this public high school. It was actually a very good school. Nothing just bad to say about it. And this kid came back and the teacher asked him to describe the difference between the private school and what it had been like in the public school. And he said that the work was basically the same. However, in the private school, there were several hours of homework required each night. And he said, just a lot more work is all he said. And, and honestly, the secret of a lot of good schools, and there's really no other secret, it's very interesting, especially at private schools, is they typically pile a lot of work on people. So people get very used to working hard. I went to a, like a private prep school and I got so much work, it was crazy. But what that does is it helps you build perseverance and it gives you the ability and expectation you'll have to work hard all the time. They're just building commitment. They're making you work really hard because you're committed. And they push people as hard as they can be pushed in terms of their studying, in terms of what's expected in their classes, that those people will let, can be much more successful with these habits than without them. And that really is one of the most important things. And it's partly for this reason the people from the best high schools often do much, much better than people from public schools. It's just because they're so used to working hard and the bar is raised higher than it would be in a lot of public schools. And these work commitments and commitment make them better students and they make them give them the expectation that they're going to have to work harder no matter what they do. And honestly, the real world is often about much more than being smart. It's really about commitment. And you need to be enormously committed and work very hard when you get out of the real world. You just have to. There's no other choice. And law firms like the real world all test your commitment. They test the commitment of their associates and they test the commitment of their partners. And the worst thing that can happen to you is get pushed off this path because you weren't, weren't committed when you could have been. There's no job, by the way, no job that's going to pay substantial rewards that is easy to do and doesn't require commitment. If you want to do financially, if you want to do well in terms of your prestige and what people, other people think of you or your brand, you need to be committed. And so the next time you really think about being committed and getting off the bus, you need to remember that being on the bus can often lead to great things you may never see if you decide to get off. And the path of least resistance always looks the most attractive. Today, for example, I'm making this webinar. I would like to be outside where it's beautiful and the sun's shining, and this is what I do. And, and so I'm committed. And then you're watching this. You could be doing the same thing. You're committed to your career. And this is what's important. You need to be committed. You need to learn. You need to push yourself. You need to do all these things that are going to make you better. And there's always easier paths for people to follow. But the road to success and power is never easy. Just look at all the obstacles that your business heroes or your religious heroes or your, your lawyer heroes went through to get to where they are. It's always a lot of resistance and you have to be committed. And frankly, most of the world is out there, envy, the envies people that are committed. And my challenge to you would be that you would really think about all this and, and become the most committed you can be in the legal profession. Because if you are committed, everything else is going to fall into place. And unfortunately, most people are not committed. And because they're not committed, there's all sorts of problems and things that they end up having uh, in their careers and no nothing ever works out. All you need to do to be really good at your job, regardless of what it is, is be committed. A couple other things, and I just want to, I'll touch on them real briefly, 
is what does commitment mean? It means when when you go to work someplace, you don't think about just looking for a job because things are rough or you think you might be able to make more money elsewhere if you did if you left. There's all sorts of reasons that people leave positions and then they do it again and again. If you're committed, it also means that you're willing to stick with people in your life, meaning significant others and things, if you're committed. And I'll tell you one final story and then I guess I'll end this. But I had a, it's actually moving. I was at this wedding in Ohio. It's in a small town where people pretty much are from there and they stay there. And this is a place in very rural Ohio. Anyway, it was in this old bank. It was converted to a banquet venue and there's just nothing going on in this town. But all the people from the town were invited to this wedding. And so they, they're farmers. And anyway, so they did this thing where the bride and groom, they danced. So they did their big dance together. And then this DJ, who's basically this kid in front of a Macintosh playing songs, announced that he, now they were going to invite up all the people that were celebrating, had just celebrated their first anniversary. And, and I was, there were maybe 150 people at this wedding. And very interesting. So then they kept going up and they said, okay, second year, and then five years, and then 10 years, and 20, and 30. But anyway, they got to the point where it was like 65 years of people being married. And that was like this, the whole dance floor was like crowded with all these people. And the people at 65 had gotten married when they were 19. And, uh, and then I realized when I looked around that, and I went, I'm not married, or I'm in the process of been getting divorced for, about, for a long time. So I was alone. But then but I realized when I looked around, there were all these people out there that the only people in the audience were children and some teenagers and, and myself. And I thought about that. I was like, this is incredible. Wow. Like all these people up there had, are married and have been in these committed relationships. And there wasn't anybody besides me and some kids in this audience. And I thought, wow, that's commitment. And maybe commitment means things in different parts of the country. Maybe this was an unusual wedding. I don't know. But I thought that was amazing that there's parts of the world people are committed. I also see that in people that go to work in smaller markets. A lot of times they've been at the same firm for their whole careers. And, and so commitment, really a lot to it. Are you committed to your relationship? Are you committed to your employer? And the best people, often the most marketable are people that have been with an employer for a long time because that shows commitment or they stick with a profession and they continue doing the same things in the same practice area and the same practice setting. And so all this stuff about commitment is hugely important and something, unfortunately, that a lot of people never realize how important it is and because just they have a lot of problems in their lives. Certainly, had I been married to the same person when I was young and stayed married and committed, but my life would have been a lot different than it is. If I'd stayed with the same job, then a lot different than it is. And would I be happier? I don't know. But when you commit to something, it definitely uh, has a lot of meaning. And one final point is, why is it so important to commit to a practice area? Why is it so important to commit to a practice setting? Why is it important? What I've noticed is what I do is essentially only law firm placements of lateral attorneys. And what I see, and it's incredible, is every single day, I'm learning something new, like lots of things. Like I was working this morning for four or five hours, and I took 10 pages of notes, not 10, but then probably three or four pages of type notes, just about attorneys in different practice areas and how to build list firms for them and stuff that just, boom, it's just completely like tons and tons of information. And so the point is, the longer you commit to something, the more depth you can look at it, the better you get, and the more effective you are. There's one story about, that's a famous story. It's about a carpenter 
that walks into a room and the person saying, oh, I have this, you know, this floor has always been creaking. It's been creaking for 20 years. No one can fix it. I think I need to rip it up. And what do I do? And the carpenter who's been carpenter for 30 plus years or whatever, looks around, he walks up and down and then he says, okay. And then he takes out a nail and he pounds it into a board, I guess one of the boards on the floor. And all of a sudden the creaking and all this noise on the floor stops. And then he says, gives the guy a bill and the bill's for $200.25. And the guy said, $200.25, why Why is this so much? This is crazy. This job took you like a minute. And he says, the 25 cents is for the nail and the $200 is for knowing where to put the nail. And that's my experience and what you're paying for. So that's really what it's about is when you're focused on something and committed to something like this guy, been a carpenter for all the time you know where things are at and you can do a better job. It's the same thing with attorneys. I remember, and then I'll end at that, but I remember when I was a summer associate in this big New York firm and for whatever reason, they'd put me having me do tax law. And so I'd spent a week and a half trying to fix this tax problem. And it was something to do with an offshore company that owned apartment in New York and was trying to do something rather than I couldn't figure it out. And then I gave it to another associate, a senior associate. He looked it over and worked on it. He couldn't figure it out. And so this firm was, both of us were like totally confused. And then I think they even had a more senior associate look at it. And he was confused. And so we went into the office of this very senior attorney and he looked at it. He said, yeah, this is very confusing, but can you close the door and come back in an hour and I'll let you know what the solution is. And we said, what are you going to do? And I need to think about this. And when I think about it, I'll come up with an answer. And then 30 minutes later, my phone rang and he said, come on in here and he'd figured out this incredibly complex issue just by focusing on it. It was something that I couldn't figure out and his associates couldn't figure out, but he could figure out because he had all the experience. And so this is how it is when you commit to the practice of law. The more you do it, the more you'll see into it. And that particular guy, I remember, was one of the most successful people in his practice area in the country and very well known. And so he was committed. Do you want to grow your legal career? A lateral move might be the right choice to get you on track for your career goals. Working with a legal placement firm like BCG Attorney Search can open doors for you and help you live the life you dream of. If you're looking for a new legal job, send us your resume so we can help. Visit www.bcgsearch.com and click on Submit Resume to be paired with one of our legal placement professionals who will work tirelessly on your behalf to get you your dream legal job. Submit your resume to www.bcgsearch.com to get started today. So that's really the presentation. Last week, I took a ton of questions, and I think we did almost a five-hour webinar where we did resumes. And so I don't want to cut into, and I had to put off a few appointments for that. And then, so today, I'm only going to take a few questions. And I apologize. This is a very important webinar, so I wanted to make sure I gave it. But I'll take a few questions, and then I need to leave a little bit early because I need to get to some other things. But then next week, if you did ask questions today or do ask questions, and I don't get to them. And then what I'll do is I'll make sure I cover those at the webinar next week. I think that this has been a very interesting topic and I'm excited to take a few questions. I don't know how much time I have because I don't have my watch in front of me. But once we do that, then I'll come to, and then we'll wrap things up. So just to take a quick break for a couple of minutes. I just have to go grab some notes and then I'll come back and do questions. Okay. First question is, can you give specific examples or situations that attorneys should avoid in order to safeguard their careers? Okay. So this specific examples of behaviors attorneys should avoid in order to safeguard their careers. I think the biggest example is 
anytime, this is actually a good question. So anytime you're given work or working on something, the most important thing you can do is to give it your all. What that means is when you're given work, you're expected to make a major effort in whatever it is you're doing. Like you're expected to work as many hours as you can on it. You're expected to be as thorough as you can. And you're expected to take it as seriously as you possibly can. If you don't do that, you're going to be in trouble. So one of the things, I think one of the best examples of this and that I like, but one of the things that people often do is when they're given a certain assignment, this is the biggest mistake you can make. They'll often think, oh, this firm is trying to run up the bill, or this is inappropriate for me to be asked this, or this person doesn't know what they're talking about. I have a better solution. I know how that works. And they'll take like a smart ass attitude to whatever the assignment is and whatever they can fix. And and because of that, it ends up harming them, meaning people don't want to give them work anymore. They're difficult to work with and people don't want to give them assignments. So you need to be very cognizant that when you're given work by people, you really need to take that work seriously and you need to be prepared to give it your all, not find excuses not to do it, not to find loopholes, to really do the best you possibly can. You also need to realize when someone's giving you work that it's not your position to editorialize on the work, meaning to talk about why it doesn't need to be done or why, or to question the reason for it's given or to say it's unethical to be given this or to act or you're put out by it, all those sorts of things. So this is something a lot of people do. I've seen it a lot. And if you do that, it ends up creating lots of trouble for you in the long run. So you need to be very careful about that. Okay, the next question. So what are some common misconceptions and blind spots that attorneys tend to have as highlighted in this webinar? Blind spots. The biggest blind spot is that that work is, I would say, work is a privilege and you should take it seriously. So what does that mean? So work being a privilege means that when you're given assignments and given work to do, the law firm can, or the person you're working for can always give that work to someone else. So acting like you're put out by giving assignments, acting like you're put out by working with a certain partner, acting like you know you should be given better work or something else is never in your best interest. You need to do whatever you can to act like the work you're given is important to you and that you take it seriously. And the other misconception is that the law firm doesn't have choices of who it's going to give work to. So every law firm that has work has lots of choices who they give that work to. And if they don't choose you, then they're going to potentially give it to someone else. So you need to be very aware that whoever is giving you work could give that same work to someone else. And so take it as seriously as you possibly can. And that's one of the biggest blind spots. A few more questions, then you have to get going a little early today. So that, do you have any tips for attorneys regarding maintaining a healthy work-life balance and avoiding burnout? So this is the biggest piece of advice that I can give you. And I think it's, there's a couple different points to it. The first thing is no one is ever going to tell you to take it easy. And what does that mean? That means that no partner, no, no one's ever going to tell you to slow down. You're going to have to make the decision yourself. You need to make decisions about protecting your own worth life balance. And what does that mean? That means it's your responsibility to do whatever you can to make sure that you're protecting your work-life balance. And what does that mean? That means that you're carving out time for yourself, you're making time for yourself, and you're not allowing yourself to go crazy working too many hours, which a lot of people do. Now, the next thing that you need to do to maintain a healthy work-life balance, and I think this is also very important, 
is you need to do whatever you can to try to find work that you enjoy. So you should be looking forward to work and not regretting it. And when you start look, not looking forward to work anymore, and it becomes something that you just detest and you can't see yourself doing, then you either need to find a new job and a different firm that's different. Sometimes it may be a new practice area. Sometimes it may be a different practice setting, or sometimes it may be you're just in the wrong career. If you are completely unhappy doing what you're doing and you don't find any joy in it, and it really is that difficult for you, then yes, then you are probably you're doing the wrong thing because you should try to find joy in things. Now, another thing that's important, I think, are vacations. Taking time off and getting some balance and cleaning your head is also really important. You mentioned that attorneys are never taught certain critical aspects that can serve as career killers. In your opinion, why do these aspects are often neglected? I, the reason, there's, there's a lot of stuff here in what you're saying. Legal education, legal education, and there's nothing wrong with legal education, but the people that teach legal education are most often, except in seminars and things, are, are not practicing attorneys. They're law professors. And law professors are in a profession that's actually a very good profession that doesn't talk about having to work hard and talk about the stresses. Their job is to teach you how to learn about torts or constitutional law or corporate law. They're not there to teach you how to work in a legal environment. And yeah, legal environments are very stressful. And being in those environments is something that is, as an attorney, you need to really learn how to survive in. And you're not going to get that, but you're not going to be taught commitment. You're not going to be taught what it takes to succeed in these environments. And that's what I'm talking about with you today. This question here, it's kind of interesting. I'm, I'm not sure I understand this, but I'm going to answer this anyway. What are some specific industry trends or changes in the legal landscape they should be aware of in order to stay ahead of potential career challenges? Okay, that's actually an interesting question. So one of the things is that the United States is, in general, it doesn't matter to me why, but it's becoming, you have different factions, which are what you would call, you would call liberals versus conservatives. Which again, and those are, and let's just be honest here, conservatives are essentially different value systems. So, you know, what is important to one person versus another, and it doesn't really concern me why I'm not taking sides here. And essentially, those two sides are fighting power over society, et cetera. You have one side that says, oh, it's protect life, sanctity, but the side says, oh, it's women should do what they want with their body, whatever. And it's just, people are just fighting about all sorts of different things and there's different factions. So what I think is one of the biggest challenges is that a lot of those values on both sides, law firms are increasingly taking the sides of one or the other. And it doesn't concern me which ones or why or how much, but the problem with all that is, is that you may identify with one of those two values and you may not, but it's going to definitely impact your career because those different factions are going to want you to believe, follow certain ideas and be careful about saying certain things. And you can be deplatformed. Anyway, it doesn't really matter to me what that means. And I don't want to get myself into trouble here. But what I do think is important to understand about these factions and the challenges is that because of this, it really does obscure the fact that the most important thing is just being committed to the work you do and providing the best work you possibly can and not really not taking sides because the number one objective, let's be honest here, the number one objective of all this that you should be as an attorney is to, to be an advocate, to be an advocate for your clients, 
and do the best job possible. Clients work hard, be committed, and do the best job possible. And without being making these values, it's something that governs your work. So why do I say that? And this is, why do I say all this stuff? I say it not because I'm conservative or liberal or whatever. I say this because what I see happen all the time is once you you come out as one of these is really on the side of this or on the side of this at any employer, you're taking a stance against something that is automatically potentially going to alienate certain people and upset certain people. It doesn't matter which one of these there is, and it doesn't matter what your firm is, but it, the more this you allow this to impact your decisions and their clients and the way you work, the more it's going to potentially harm your clients and your relationship with your employer. So you just have to be very careful. Again, I'm not saying one of these is wrong or the other. It doesn't really matter. But what I do know is that when I'm around people that are very liberal, they'll talk about how they, not knowing my particular point of view, they'll talk about how much they hate Republicans and how we have to do this with work and how much this. And then when I'm around people that are very conservative, it's the opposite. So I know that this is a very important trend in terms of how issues and things are handled. And I think it's a challenge. And I think that you can get yourself into lots of hot water by making this your something you should do. So how does that work? It works because, or what happens with that? A lot of times people that are very liberal, for example, may put on their resume all this pro bono stuff they did. And I've noticed that a lot of times they put it before even the work that they did at the firm, and then they just list that secondly. And that shows this is your what your focus is. And conservatives, if you put things about being conservative or conservative groups in your resume, especially in big cities like New York or San Francisco that are obviously very liberal, that's going to turn people off too. And your objective really is to just come out and then try to do good work and not make your political and social views really part of what you're doing in a law firm because law firms represent all sorts of people. So that I think is probably my the biggest thing I can say about one of the challenges. I think that's a huge challenge because I think it hurts a lot of people's careers that really when it's not really relevant to what you're doing. Okay, so I think that's about it. I do see several more questions, but and I will try to do those next week, but I do have a hard stop at 90 minutes here today and it's not been quite that, but so I appreciate everyone being on this webinar. I think this was a great webinar in terms of the topics and I apologize for not getting to everyone's questions, but I will do that. I do that next week. So thank you. That's all the time we have for this edition of the show. If you are an attorney looking for a change, head on to bcgsearch.com. 